And we, the feed has engaged. Engage. As we head out here. Okay, three, two, one, and hey, good evening, everybody. Star Trek Discovery Season 3, Episode 10, Terra Firma Part 2 is over. But we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast on a special Christmas snowy night here uh, as we live stream on Facebook and YouTube. I'm Dave Mader coming at you with Star Trek TV and Movie and Reviews, joined with co-host Michael Chan and Adam Woodward. How are you doing, guys? Good. <laughs> Happy. I feel like I, I really tailed off there at the end of my intro. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. You're doing, you're doing great. I was doing great, and then I was like, I'm losing energy. I need to. I need uh -huh. to pause. So, I apologize. I and I acknowledge the weakness of the ending. Uh, but Michael, Adam, how are you? I'm doing great. Very good. Very yeah. very good. Excited about yeah. this episode. The conclusion of the two-parter, Georgiou. We we barely knew the, but we kind of did. Three seasons, a Me character too. she leaves the show. Michelle Yeoh and the legacy in Star Trek Discovery is undeniable. With uh, with but we have to uh, break this all down and this ending tonight. So let's get into it. So uh, a lot to talk about here. This picked up pretty much where part one left off in the mirror universe with Georgiou in this alternative factor. Also, by the way, I'd like to mention both my cats sleeping here completely adorable. The fact that we have this uh, Star Trek podcast here. Just take off my... They're, my, they're the my, stars of the show tonight. Yeah, I'm just... Right. Just, there you uh, go. Boom. You can't see them. Guys, wait for the camera. No, they don't care. So, no, they're cats. So, it's... um. We're getting into it here tonight, uh, and yeah, this this picks up. Uh, it's basically Georgiou is taking her revenge on Mirror Michael Burnham, and this is playing out. And this goes on for a long time. This this is most maybe half of this episode or a third of this like at least a third of this episode I think takes place playing out this Mirror Universe. And as even as I'm starting to break it down, I'm starting I'm starting to wonder, okay, but this was all sort of like a scenario. It ends up being like a scenario, and we'll talk about that. But is it kind of how did you guys feel watching it in the moment? And how do you feel about it? Sort of uh, how we, all this stuff we got in the mirror universe, this whole uh, Georgiou and uh, Michael Burnham and everything we saw, um, considering what we found out later on. Michael, first me? Oh no, yeah. I, I I was I was invested since last episode so i was uh really curious to know where they're going with this uh i kind of came into this episode expecting it to be similar to last week's episode in that we wouldn't get our first commercial until around half an hour because they they had a lot to go through and uh i mean nothing surprised me until the end but the surprises were 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 like i i was really happy with everything so, yeah. And Adam, I would just in terms of the episode, and maybe um, I guess, but just in terms of my question of like all this other mirror universe stuff that we that we got in this two parter, what does it add? I guess to the whole picture. It was a very good uh, second part. 
of this, the, the, you know, to the first part. Uh, did, just before I, I answer that, did you guys feel like this episode went a lot faster than last week? Like, I, I, the last week in some went, ways, uh, I felt I felt like the, a lot of this mirror stuff was dragging for me. Uh, you know, uh, I thought a lot of this. I thought a lot. I felt a lot of the scenes with Burnham and uh, Georgiou, uh in both Mirror Universe and Prime Universe in their whole goodbye dragged for me. Like those weren't going. Those were not going by quickly. In my case. no. They, uh, this, I, I, I agree with you in that it felt short, but also I, I, it, it felt right too. I don't know. I, I, I had no problem with pacing with this episode. I didn't say, I, didn't, I just found that you, you know, I watched this last week's again on the weekend. And I, you know, watching it, wow, this is a long, it feels like a long hour and but all good and, and not in a bad way. And tonight, I just felt like it ripped through it, and I, I'm 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 not entirely satisfied. I, uh, but it was it was very good. I love the surprise at the end. We'll get to that. Um, man, that yeah. was awesome. Uh, did Did you guys like the uh, the mirror slash inverse slash negative uh, opening theme? Because that I loved. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. I I didn't. I knew there was something off. I was like, "What's wrong? What's what's wrong with my TV? What's going on here? Why does this seem like uh, not quite the same yet?" So that that's right. It was a mirror version and negative colors i should have picked up on that i feel like a complete dope for missing that uh <laughs> i was like yeah uh, yeah no but, it was uh, yeah Sorry. yeah uh you know I, actually i'm not even surprised like, even saying that now I, i'm kind of I, I don't i don't think i'm dissatisfied with it i i think you're right dave there was some things that were a little long like the goodbyes and and whatnot but other but than you that, need those goodbyes though, if especially if the character's leaving, man, you can't just like rush through that. Okay, Michael. Next question for: Was this a good conclusion to the Philippa Georgiou mirror version, specifically uh, character in this show, or should this character? What are you talking about? Why is this character leaving? This character should be staying around. Main I, cast. I, I called that last week, by the way. Yeah, you did. You said that this was maybe her exit, and you were quite right, Adam. Yeah, you were, you were right. Yes, I called the other surprise, but yes, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we both called like, it. We both called it. Do you agree? Like Georgiou, uh, Mirror Georgiou specifically. Um, we, I, I no. How do you feel sense. about this? It, it made sense because I okay. I'm okay with. I was okay with her coming to the future and it made for interesting storytelling and interesting character development and interesting character interplay between all the characters having her around, but she would never have fit. And we all knew that. And so, you know, there had to be a way to get out of this because if they have kept her, it would just keep going. Right. Like I don't, I, I mean, I'm not a writer, but I don't know how you could possibly keep her much longer. So, you know, well, her. I'm not so sure. Like, I think if you are going to. Okay. My response to that is if you're going to keep her around, the, this two parter was like your chance to sort of like present her as a character that's sympathetic and uh, somebody that's redeemable. And I think that they were getting there. And just as like you're getting to this end, okay, maybe I can kind of buy into this redeemed Philippa Georgiou post mirror universe empress whatever and all the atrocities and maybe they're going to turn it around and be like you know uh, a, a new turn a new leaf but 
then they're gone and uh she leaves and why like t- for me i don't need to see more that's but, but... that's personally i don't i i recognize that she is a redeemable person oh hey jamil yeah jamil 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 is uh he's he's crying for I, i'm surprised Jamil's she... awake I, I i was watching you guys there night and i saw him like, dozing off <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an episode he was exi- he was excited to talk about. Let me ask you something: Is there still another? Is there still a spinoff with her, or is that done? I think it's- it could go either way, but I don't think like if you were ever if if there was it was ever going to happen, this was almost like the pilot, the backdoor pilot for a Georgiou continuation. But, because wasn't there supposed to be a Section Thirty One thing? There was, yeah, they were there. Oh, we're going to spin it off, and it's going to be Michelle Yeoh and Section Thirty One, but. Wouldn't this I, I, be I think a, that's a all been scrapped? Oh. It, it's, well, it's then, possibly you're you're possibly right. Maybe that they will do it, and this is the way to get there. And well, I'm not compelled to watch the Dojo's spinoff. I, you know, like to do what? You know, she they couldn't find uh, they couldn't find a role for her in the in the um, not not a mirror universe, but the, the prime universe. She was she, there was no role for her on that ship. She needed to leave. Okay, honestly, even if she came back as redeemed again, what would she be doing? She's not going to be a command, you know, in the command structure. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of characters on this show. She needed to go. Yeah, the, especially now that we've added Book, who, you know, has that outsider vibe going for him yeah. uh, to try to f- have the whole story arc of trying to fit in with the crew, I guess, which is where we're going. Uh, I, I would think that, yeah, Georgiou is just yet an, another one. I mean, different, but the same. So someone did have to go. Now, personally, I I would hope to see her again at some point. I don't. I'm not saying I want a spinoff. I, although personally, I like the actress, so that would be nice. Uh, but I just, you know, like I I would hope to see her again. I mean, they they have dropped hints that we may see her in the future or in the past. Whatever, whatever, whatever was meant by that. There is, there are, they, yeah, they opened the door for us to see her again but i just didn't think oh for sure like they can do whatever they want with that character now they can put her in any time period basically uh it was was david cronenberg's character kovich had said there had been a crossover in 500 years uh between the mirror and the prime universe and so she has to have at least gone back at least that far back at least that far at least right right so So they can can drop her wherever they want in star trek canon timeline they can do whatever that what they want really yeah i don't and, 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 and Jamil's point here on screen is that he's saying oh. uh, the spinoff has to be happening with this Picard season two. Why not drop her into that, perhaps? Oh. You know, because I um, haven't finished Picard, so I can't comment on that. But again, why? Like, what? They've got. Well, I, no, I, I don't I, think there's any spoiler to that. I think just Picard said in a different time period, and you can drop. Oh, no, I, 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 meant, like, time period. I, I can't no. comment on whether I would uh, be able, like, if I could see her in there or not. Since I don't know what happens in Picard, okay. yeah, yeah, and fair enough. And like, I just answer to give you like, I think vibe wise, it's the same production people largely, and so it, it's tonally, it's not that going to be that hard to do. But yeah, you um, know, and, and she would fit in that universe. She would, or in that time. Well, based on the first two episodes, it's a lot darker. So yeah, <laughs> Mike's intrigued. He's saying Picard crossover could be. I could easily see that being the case. With two question marks and two exclamation marks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that. 
I, yeah. All right. Can we? Yeah. But yeah. but okay. Like they were just <laughs> figuring out what to do with her. If they were going to do anything with her in this show, make her the rogue agent, make her the Garrick of this crew to you know what they were in sort of uh, the Defiant on Deep Space Nine. But they decided you know she's out of the show. Uh, she stayed around for ten episodes this season, so not staying around quite to the end, but was around here for most of it, had an arc, had sort of, I think the best stuff they did with Michelle Yeoh, either version of Georgiou may have been this season uh, outside of the pilot itself, which I think was really strong, but just the last two episodes, even, even then, because honestly she didn't do too much in in the first eight. Yeah. This felt like a mid season finale. Seriously. That's what it felt like today. But we yeah. still have three episodes to go after this. Oh, so I, I know. I'm just saying it's it's the vibe of the way they they told their story today. It felt like a season, a mid season finale, and that wherever we're going next is like the new direction, or or yeah, like new main direction. Right. And then we had, you know, well, okay, we'll we'll get to. The, I was going to talk about they they had this whole salute to her in the mess hall or whatever. To, yeah. Our our buddy Philippa Georgiou, but I was okay with it because I I I I almost started to like this version of Georgiou and say okay well I guess you're okay but they were eating kelpie and salads in this episode so that was a little bit tougher to deal with um, but yeah like just as her role in the show also may have been being the sort of mentor um, family member almost to Burnham. There, I don't know. And it comes down to whether or not how much you you felt those scenes worked between those two uh, actors, those that that dialogue, the way it was directed, everything, how it all played out. Uh, for me, it was mixed. I was very mixed on all of it. Uh, Jamil asking, why not? I just feel if you have a season regular available, oh, so he's talking about the crossover possibility. You might as well. I don't want to spoil the Picard, but I don't know where that show. Well, nobody knows where Picard's going. I barely. I don't think the writers and the producers of Picard know where the show's going next. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a, it's they have a lot of uh, to figure out there. And um, Dave, to your question there, I think that that the relationship between Michael and Giorgio tonight and and last episode was really genuine. I, I felt you know they finally connected as two people from two different. <laughs> Uh, universes, but but still have that relationship, and they both know it, you know, because you know one's got the actually. When you think about that relationship, I mean, you come back and you see somebody who you've known all your life, and they're not that same person, but they are, and it's, it's kind of amazing to see how that developed because you know Giorgio actually changed in the Prime universe, but Michael never went the other way. You know, she was she st- stood true to herself in in that universe. You know. Um, she didn't. She didn't go to the evil, or even really show the evil Michael. It was kind of um, pretty cool how that worked out. Yeah. Okay. And, and, like, I, I kind of no, no, jumped around here, but I just I want to kind of get back to the the main plot of the episode, which was this whole thing with uh, her trying to do things differently. Basically, it was kind of like reliving her greatest mistake or greatest regret uh in terms of philip georgiou in the how things played out with mirror michael burnham the first time and she says it, it turned out the same even though i don't think that really syncs up with what we saw when we were told in season one but whatever doesn't matter uh, it's more it's it's just this fact that 
they can't they can't reconcile it. And at the end of the day, um, Georgiou is able to change, but she's not able to change my mirror Michael Burnham. She's not able to kind of pass I, that compassion and wisdom on to her. I think based on how this episode turned out, I don't think this was a scenario. I think she actually lived it. And because she lived it, there are certain things that are not changeable. And if she was there to be weighed, then it's just mostly about, you know, even though the outcome is the same, it's how she got there, right? That mattered. Well, I, it's also this whole thing. I think that, okay, so let, let, let can we just get to this whole thing? The Guardian of Forever. Which, oh. which makes we me so happy. We haven't talked about this at all. This this is not a small story. Oh, nope. oh, and this is right when we lose Adam. No. Adam. Oh, what? No. no. I am the guardian of forever, and you will be. Did he get sucked through? Is he, he got back sucked through the, the vortex uh, into the smoker chair. Where is? He? Oh, wait, that's not that's not him. Um, yeah, Amber Georgiou dies horribly, painful death. Okay, the guardian of forever. Okay. That's one of the first uh, uh, Star Trek uh, radio theater episodes I did with you guys. And yeah, that was an early one. Yep. Continues right. to, to be one of my favorite uh, experiences with you guys. And I remember last week, I was like joking around. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if it was that big giant time portal rock? And here <laughs> we are. Okay. Yes. And welcome back, Adam. Um, hey, Adam how was the past? <laughs> you jumped through, right? right? You jumped through. Doo -doo -doo. I jumped through. It was good. I was gone for a year. I'm, you know, older. My you're back. Long. You were in the depression oh, wow. with yeah. the Edith Keeler, and uh, in love with her. Tried to save her. Didn't work out. You know. Yeah. I left Aww. the car. Get hit to her, and then uh, it was. They were singing. There was yeah. All of those things. Uh, this was not. This was not a small story. The gar so we we didn't know who Carl was. We met Carl in part one. Um, and Carl was played by uh, Scott. What's his name? No, Paul Gilfoyle, right? Uh, from uh, CSI Las Vegas, the original version. Um, who was? Uh, we thought maybe it was a Q-like character. Was a, uh, some other entity? Turns out to be the Guardian of Forever uh, from the original series. That big rock in time that they that uh, when in when McCoy and a Cordrazine induced fit ran out and basically let the nazis win world war ii all of a sudden in a bizarre series of events and uh and, and kirk and spock had to go back to stop to the 1930s to stop him and uh and then but then he had to let either killer die it's a long story it doesn't matter but the point is the guardian of forever this time machine that broke captain kirk's heart is back and we learned we had we'd heard a lot about the time and they used the, the audio clip from when he said guardian of forever in in the original series which made me just scream i was like yeah yeah it's, i did too it, it was great it was great i i'm loved like you know you go back two episodes ago now where they had unification three or two or whatever it was and reunification and you see spock from from uh next gen and now this this is fantastic i love these these uh um flashbacks i guess if anything well, are they? What are they? Are they? Are they nods? Are they Easter eggs? Are they references? Are they fan um, service? What What's the purpose of this? Like, you know, when I saw when they're like, he's like, I am the Guardian of Forever. I was like, you're the Guardian of Forever, you? <laughs> like Paul Gilfoyle? Uh, that's not what I was Captain. expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think the people writing Star Trek right now ha, ha, are coming from the same mindset as if, if you're watching uh, if you're watching Mandalorian. The way 
they're they're telling their stories is they're they're telling a, a really good story while still giving nods to things in the universe outside of itself right that things right. that have happened so you acknowledge the universe that the show belongs to i feel like uh this season has done a lot of this nod to the past nod to the past without making it without like shoving it down our throats i felt it's or chasing tactfully. old stories i guess that's the whole thing right because like how much do you lean into it and i think when they started this show they were like we're going to reinvent things we're going to retcon a lot of things and now they're like no we're not well we're, we are doing a bit of that but we're kind of pulling back and we're we're going to really do more uh we're going to be faithful to things and i think i appreciate that effort i i do notice that effort uh especially mm -hmm. this season uh oh yeah but, but you know i, I think it's uh, sometimes there's you know there's some little some clumsiness to it okay and i also want to talk about this whole thing because last week um we also saw this character who was in the the i said this is the uniform they wore in star trek the next generation's first and second season uh, which this they said this guy was from 2379 but they also said he was from the another universe and uh, what i learned from last week is that this was actually the kelvin timeline the universe that chris pine and and zachary quinto and all of that like that that jj abrams version that trilogy that's that universe so this character is he's come from 2379 which is the time of star trek nemesis which is like that gray shoulder red collar uniform that's much later um that they were wearing this uniform in that universe at that time if, if that makes sense if you follow what i'm saying there so uh, that that doesn't make a lot of sense. That's kind of bizarre, but um, but okay, you know. So and and there's a lot of implications there. I think there's a lot of discu interesting discussion. I think we can get into in terms of uh, Alex Kurtzman as the EP of Star Trek overall, and him having been a co-writer uh, with Bob Orchi on the 2009 Star Trek movie, and I think on Into Darkness, and having been a co-producer with him on all those J.J. Abrams movies. Uh, trying to bring that content back in. I read a quote the other day, Chris Pine saying, "I my my timeline, my like the universe, I I my my movies are set in deserves a future. It shouldn't be buried." Or yeah, I read that too. Yeah. Um, okay, just like Michael, what what are you even? What's your feeling about that? What do you do, does it matter to you at all? Like you know, which timeline, which continuity, um. Or is it? I, I personally believe that Star Trek should exist predominantly in the prime timeline, but that other timelines or other universes deserve their time as well. Okay. And then, but like, couldn't that get eventually, like, you could start adding more of these until you get a multiverse that gets a little bit um, hard could. to manage? Honestly, uh, it could. It always could. I mean, it's already hard to manage now uh but hey you know <laughs> I, I i think i think it's fun and as long as they don't over like overdo it to the point where you know we have like 10 star trek shows i i and like five movies i we're we're good <laughs> i'm over, like, over to you in terms of just in, uh this what what, <clears throat> what 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 this all of that like in terms right, of right. So First of all, if Chris Pine's going to start saying that, he better get and do another movie. You know, <laughs> well, he's, he's like, you better pay me too. I like, I'm not. Yeah, like, 
they may but, have no money in the Federation or in Star Trek world, but I need it. Um, we need we need another one. But okay, so I know you don't like it as much, Dave. But I I thought those two of the three movies were fantastic. And um, I agree. I, but I, I, we disagree about which of the two of the three. That's all. I like uh, the last oh, really? one. Okay. I don't dislike those movies, but I now that like I feel like the Prime Universe is starting to gain some speed. You know, we had lower decks. We had, and this season's been going well. And I'm just kind of like, and I think that even Chris Pine's saying, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. like, don't forget about us. Like, we're important over here, well, and you got to remember." Chris and do something. You know, I mean, you know, sign a contract. Let's get a movie made. But yeah. um, anyway, is this a move you know by what? the publicists, maybe just to kind of rile up fans and see if no, 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 don't forget about the. The, the Kelvin universe and like the JJ Abrams uh, trilogy and where that might go, because that's completely different continuity and you can do a lot of different things over there. Um, yeah. But, but well, look at how Marvel has experimented yes, over the years of their comics, right? You have your essentially the prime universe and then they eventually made the ultimate universe. And then there's like a bajillion other universes. It got crazy. It, got it messy. And to they, handle. Every so and then often, they collapsed. Yeah. They, they were collapsed. They collapsed it. DC yeah. DC Comics does the same oh, thing. God, like they would do uh, the Crisis on Infinite <laughs> Earths because you would get okay. There's this version of this Earth, and that's that version, and then there's this version. Um, I I prefer a continuity where like there was there was just Captain Kirk and and like I, if I, if I had my druthers, it was the William Shatner Captain Kirk, and we wouldn't have like this new Ethan Peck Spock or whatever. They but others, others don't feel uh, as strongly. They're okay with. Uh, sort of in sto in universe stories with these same characters with new actors and new everything. Um, yeah, I'm but just saying like, uh, we've already had a crossover. Spock has gone there, so it exists. So I, I mean, absolutely. That's what I mean, yeah. I'm just saying because it exists. I mean, they could pull from it just like they did with this uniformed character here, right? It doesn't have to be a full movie or a, a new TV show. We could always just have them show up here from now and then. Like, I don't know, in one show or another in some way or references or they can go to a database and, ooh, look, pictures, you know, like, who knows? Yeah, well, they did, uh, yeah, they've done some pretty good stuff this episode as far as taking stuff from the originals, from, from Next Gen, from original series now, and... Look, you can do anything they want, honestly. And then where is Strange New Worlds going to go? You know, because well, you've got. And George, you could end up back in it with, with those characters again. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like that. There's a lot. Of, it, there's nothing to say she's going to end up with Picard. Uh, that's yeah. just one theory. Um, so, yeah. coming to this episode, can I just. I have to question. You know how in the last several episodes she's been having the flashbacks and you see her, you know, standing over someone with blood? But yes. I, I, that scene was a little heavier than I remember the dying scene of Michael in this episode, but obviously that was, that was it. It's right? not that. No, I think I, didn't she mention to our Michael or prime Michael Burnham that she had a, someone that named Cy, right? It was okay. Yeah. So I think that, that, that those flashes are from her, her greatest regret when her humanity was exposed for a brief moment, her vault, she was vulnerable once in her life when she was still back as a terror, right, so that right before. Really completely resolved though uh, i mean I, we I, 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 I do understand what you mean i i wish there was a little bit a more show as opposed to 
just you know like they showed more but who yeah. knows maybe maybe that'll come into play later <laughs> i thought one of the more memorable scenes tonight too was uh georgiou and saru uh in the quarters when oh she... yeah no that was amazing that was a good, that was a good scene or yeah. son yes thank you jamil yes son son what's that son can confirm the official yeah. subtitles yeah well okay and and to your point adam yeah i don't feel like they didn't pay that off too much with like all that uh um foreshadowing they had tried to plant this season with georgia's storyline in some of the earlier episodes um i think if i maybe go back and watch some of that stuff now i don't know how well it's gonna play out but i'm, I'm gonna check that back um yeah i'm kind of sad to see her go because i feel like there was still more potential here and i don't think that this was needed you know but but at the same time, I think we had talked about what do you do with this character? Where's what's her role in the ship? And if they didn't have an answer to that, then I guess that's the right thing to do from that perspective. If book didn't exist, I would agree with you wholeheartedly that her going was a bad idea for me because there's a book. I didn't, I feel it is okay to have her leave because you still can play the outsider uh, role with him. Let's talk about book for a minute, yeah, too, because he's not in this episode a lot. He's not in the second half here a lot, but uh, he, what did he do tonight exactly? Can I was having he a helped time. them with the, the technology that he he brought with him, uh, stuff they didn't have, right? The Admiral, to, to Admiral Vance yells at them a little bit later on, and right, because th that technology could potentially, essentially, be in our terms, be bugged. Right, so they could track them or under like see what they're doing with it, and then follow them around. And considering they have a spore drive and the most advanced ship in the fleet, I guess uh, it's it's you know accidentally giving away their location, allowing the enemy to come for them, is a bad idea. So I, I do see where Admiral Vance is coming from, but Book essentially used that tech to help them with the algorithm to allow them to connect faster. And basically solved their problem for them. He made himself <laughs> useful. He found his moment, the one that well, Saru was did. talking about. He, Saru made him say, what was it? Saru made, said, find, make, make yourself useful, find something to do. And he did. And you'll have your moment eventually. He yep. did. <laughs> Coming here from Mike says, Burnham told George to go tell you meet about him. Was that for Sean? Exactly. That's what I mean. It might come in later. Thank you, Mike. A fellow mm -hmm. Mike. <laughs> the fellow. You know, that, that scene, like by the name. way, on the on the engineering deck was great. First of all, Jet Lee back. Where have you been, Jet? Yeah, yeah. Oh was, yeah, I, we I didn't with the return of Jet Lee. Oh my, oh, awesome. I, I was, I was, I was texting uh, uh, Dave because I was like, yes, after the Guardian Forever, and I was like, yes, after the yes, Jet Reno I'm coming right back. Yeah, where okay. have you been, and what where has she been, been doing? What well, she's been she's been uh, refitting the the <laughs> conduits or something the Jeffrey's tubes or and she's like chewing all the pieces. You know, You're not allowed <laughs> to eat in here because it's a sport. It's a spore drive room, right? Is that why? Um, so is uh, she but, the chief engineer? Is she is she in charge? I don't think so because okay, like I don't quite understand who the chief engineer is. We saw in the first <laughs> season. We saw on screen. That's crazy. I want to know. Stamets was originally told, said to be the chief engineer because he yeah. invented the spore drive. 
and that's the major engineering of discovery but i i don't know if that's still the case i, I it feels like maybe not um uh like what in terms now now tilly's the first officer there's a, it's kind of i know that there's a couple characters i kind of know what they do like the um, lieutenant reese right i think he's the tactical officer and then there's bryce he's like a communications officer and then there's the other one, the blonde one. I don't know her name. She does something. Something. She pushes buttons and stuff. And then there's um, she communications. There's Joanna. She's the navigator. And they got Detmer, the pilot. And then Burnham's the science officer. And you got Adira, who's not really a, a formal, kind of like in a seven of nine or sort of like a supplementary. Wesley Crusher. Wesley Crusher kind of a role, yeah, like sort of outside of the the, the hierarchy of the command chain, but uh, a specialist role, um, and uh, yeah, so like I, I I like the dynamic of the team. Like every every time we see, especially when Adira is there, I feel like Adira is one of the better additions in this cast. No, I, I uh, really like her. I, and yeah, I like her. Like they are, uh, they're doing a lot to um, uh, kind of, especially I think enhanced Stamets. So Stamets was kind of struggling, kind of waning off because they tried to build some conflict with Culber, but you could only kind of do that for so long before it became old. So they kind of reconciled that and kind of brought that relation. They kind of stabilized their relationship. And now they, they've built this whole new dynamic with Adira and Stamets. So unless Stamets is talking to Adira, uh, Stamets doesn't really have a lot to say or do in this show at the moment. Um, is uh, We'll see if they add more character development in these next three episodes. But uh, I'm a fan of Anthony Rapp, and I think that I'm more of a fan of the Stamets character than I've been so far. But I feel like I need more. I need more development. I need more. I need some better moments. Yeah, so, you go back to the first season; he was not likable at all. Right. You know? And then in the second season, it's it's mo he's mostly sad about with everything with Culber, and then even when Culber comes back to life, he's still it, it doesn't work out, and there's a lot of conflict and. So it, 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 he's very down. And so now it's like, okay, that's Pat. He's behind, that's all behind him now, but you know, he's got this Adira relationship, but I need more. I need, now I need you to add something more to this character. It's we're three seasons in and you're, you're main cast. You're, you're, you're supposed to be one of the, 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 the big dogs here. So that's all. Come on, give something to give something to Anthony Rapp. I'm a big fan of uh, of Anthony Rapp. Uh, what else? Guardian of Forever. Admiral Vance. We talked about Georgiou. Okay, and the other thing with the Guardian of Forever was he talked about the temporal wars and the whole time wars that had taken place and that he had been used as a weapon. Um, if we can assign the he pronoun to the guardian of forever, um, with Carl, um, and uh, and that some stuff had gone down. I'm very curious about those events, and I would kind of like to know more about that. Does anyone feel the same? I do. I remember when uh, we did the Star Trek Radio Theater episode uh, afterwards. I was like, man, we've never seen this thing again. I, I wonder what happens to it. Like, does no one else ever find? Oh, well, now we know <laughs> people did find it. People took advantage of it. Right. And it, it was one of these bigger aspects of like the Star Trek Enterprise timeline, the Temple Cold War, which I'm, I'm assuming kind of evolved into whatever they're talking about here in these time wars. And uh, 
Just a lot. I like a lot of it. You're right, though, as far as like that, that episode is like one of probably my top five of original series. And it's never and talked about episodes right over over the years. It's just a fan favorite. And it was never used again. Like, I mean, for all the Star Trek stuff that was created, my goodness, you couldn't figure one, you know, one next gen episode or one Voyager or one whatever to get to to build that in, but it never came back. And listen, we were all, I mean, Michael, you knew for some reason that was coming, but I was like floored. Like I, you know, I, I watched these episodes with my mom because I don't have live TV here. I go to her house and 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 I was just yelling, "Mom, look at this!" And she she actually remembered the episode. She, it was great that she did. Um, anyhow, uh, I was so happy when that happened tonight, guys. It was a great, great, great uh, reveal, and uh, the way they did it was great. And it still looked recognizable, but much better. And yeah. you know, you know, it it was it was just a great, great episode as far as you know to throw that into. I Gee, like that. The Guardian of Forever thing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Do you feel like that uh, it would have been too much if, because uh, I kind of, I, I, this is, I think my answer to this would be yes, but just kind of even rhetorically, like if he'd been like, guess what? One time I met your brother, Spock, and he, he yeah, chased Edith Keeler into the 1930s. It yeah, it would have been. If, you, if, you, if you're just new to Star Trek and you're just watching Discovery first time in, you're not going to know that either. And so, you, you know, you don't need to get into the explanation. You know, for those of us who know, great. But that's what I mean by this season. The writers have been very good at giving us, you know, bringing us uh, bits and pieces from the, you know other shows and other parts of the universe without overdoing it. And this is one of those cases where you know the use of of the Guardian was great, and you know there wasn't too much of a eh, remember me, remember not too much of that. Right, like when you bring like a like a character or an icon, like the Guardian of Forever, or even like in the second, you know, even in in when Pike and Spock and all of them showed up in second season of this show, you know, I like yeah, that there's a part of me as the fan. Okay, oh wow, they're here now. Okay, let's see what that's going to be. But if you're going to bring them in, like my like that kind of uh, star, uh, uh, like uh, effect, or um, what am I looking for, sort of. Just oh wow, ooh, they're here. Um, but uh, I can't quite find the adjective for. Uh, they that goes away, and then I'm just like, okay, are you going to tell me a good story with this character that I already know and love? Like you know, or you can't just go, wow, Spock's here. You know, I feel like that was in the second season of the show because they don't even find Spock in in season two until like what the fifth or sixth episode, and uh, they're just like, oh wow, when we find Spock, it's gonna be so amazing, and and, and it's just like, okay, but that's not enough for me. You can't you can't just say we have Spock here and and now I love this. But they didn't you just have... do that. They didn't just do that. They did a whole. I know, Oh, like it was just like the buildup. It was all the buildup. Like I, I think they did pay it off in some ways. Uh, although I have my nitpicks. Um. Anyway, that's that's all. Like, uh. But yeah, to your point, I don't think that's the case here. I think that the the use of the guard. I agree that the, the the use of the guardian of forever was well done. I think it wasn't. Uh, there wasn't too much like winking, nodding at the camera, like maybe they've done a little bit in the past. I think that they found the right balance. And so this is all praise, I think, is what I'm kind of trying to get to while kind of 
going back in my head in terms of what I haven't been feeling in the past in some of the earlier uh, depictions. Um, and that's it. Like, you know, I think that this also, this, this whole hour felt very different for me than the first part of this. Um, this felt, even though it's part two, feels like a real standalone episode. They could have given it a different. I, I agree with that point. I, that's maybe I, the I, way I, I was feeling coming into this, you know, going through this chat here, I, I'm much more excited about it than I was at the beginning. Uh, you know, there was, so, there was a lot of good things here. I mean, even Michael going in the agonizer and the fight between all the, you know, the um, uh, Giorgio and her, her gang versus Michael's gang and, and watching all that happen. Oh yeah. Look at that. That's great. And then watching the Kelpies that, kick. That, that, right? that, that was cool. Amazing. Oh yeah. You know, the, the, the special effects, the look of the show has just been stellar all season long. I think even better than anything they've done uh, up till now. It has like a truly cinematic, crisp, super well-polished look to it. Like even when they walk through the the uh, the forest field to get into the cell, you know, I mean, that's, you know, the one-way field that you can go through. I love it. I feel like they're letting the color kind of come through a little bit more. I feel like it's there's been some su subtle um, uh, filtering. Maybe I don't know. I could be making it up, but it's uh, it feels like it it it's it's maybe a little less washed out than it was before. Yeah, it's. I'm really, I'm really, I'm, I'm happy with where things have been going, and he, and that this whole, even this two-parter, even though I, I I get why it's connected because just the fact that it picks up so much from the last one um different yeah. feel okay can, can i just a couple of just things that made in my mind so giving the guardian a personality to you know a person i, I think that was a really nice way to, to to make that connection um rather than just the arch talking to us and, and you know flashing that was fantastic I, you know the character was great we, we all recognize him from his you know that was a little bit of the, the, the star factor there with him but um, is then this the was, personality you would have assigned to the Guardian of Forever, or like the? You know what, Why not? He's the older guy. He's relaxed. You know, no, no real answers. He just gives you gives you vagueness and say, "Well, you do yeah." This. He's just kind of like, yeah, and, and I think that that is consistent with the original, the like writing of that character. It, he was kind of like McCoy. He went into what's past. And uh, that's what happens. And uh, and your ship's not up there. It's all gone. It's just kind of a matter of fact of everything, but kind of yeah. meaningful. He's like, well, you can go back and you can try to fix things. You only get one chance. I, I would assume that if he encountered other people, he would look different depending on who they are. Is the way I, I think he functions. Yeah, probably. And for, I mean, for from, from the audience perspective, his outfit is of the period that I, I do believe from that uh, the original episode went back to, right? The 30s? Well, that's I, what they're going could, for, right? This could be a 1930s look. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. That's what I, I assume. I, I assume that they were trying to give a nod to that episode with his outfit as well. And then... I mean, it would also partially make sense since, you know, Michael is Spock's sister and he's encountered Spock before. So if there's any kind of connection there, that could be it to make him show up looking the way he does. 
Yeah, for maybe like it was. It's an interesting choice, not a terrible one, I don't think. Um, I think because the Guardian of Forever, in my mind, especially after we did that radio theater episode, Michael, where we did the the whole we did the script read, I was like, well, the Guardian of Forever feels like kind of like a robot, kind of like an android or more yeah. of a computer than a person. Um, and and now they definitely change that, and 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 they're saying that the Guardian of Forever is more more of a, a sentient. I, I, not that the sentience was really in question, but more how 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 much of a being are you? And that's even in the dialogue in the original episode. I would and, assume and, that with time passing, it's been a long time, so thousand years. Can the guardian maybe maybe it evolved too? Right? Can can he be anywhere? Can he be anywhere in the universe? Is it because I don't think the yeah, original Star Trek went there. They haven't set the parameters for yeah. for this character yet. Why not? Well, no, I'm saying I'm assuming they eventually will. Yeah. Well, it was always odd to me to like. Okay, so and I have to go back and watch. There's a there's an anime, the Star Trek, the animated series, which is canon. Right. Uh, you know, they did see the Guardian of Forever after that original live action version from the 1960s. So there's at least one other in-universe depiction where they kind of... Uh, and it's actually the one where I think Spock goes back to his own childhood and kind of... Uh, he kind of... It's, it's kind of a predestination paradox. Spoilers. Anyway, so... Uh, but it was written by DC Fontana. It's actually the best episode, maybe, of the original... Uh, of that animated series from the 70s that uh, had all the original cast. And uh, anyway, like... But I've always thought that the Guardian Forever was on this one planet. It wasn't like like this... Thing that kind of got up and yeah, but, and, and oh, when we met the Guardian Forever, it was already like ten million years old or something. Like the first time they met. Yeah, but if 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 if, if the Guardian was like misused heavily during the war, it might have prompted its sentience to evolve in a way, and and then maybe prompted like forced it essentially to take a different form and to teleport. Maybe like we don't know what the, the, there's so much time has passed anything's possible like so it's not like I I'm just okay I'm curious about this I'm curious about that it's I think it's less of me trying to punch holes in it and more of me more saying well what's this mean what does that mean how did it, you know, we need more will you explain this or won't you um down the road they left the door open man they have left uh, it wide open <laughs> I, I think that this is the best part of this 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 uh, season is the fact that they're just, you're just creating so many questions and directions that they can go. Yep. You know, it, it's, it's not episodic. It is, it is, but it isn't, you know, because, you know, we only have three more episodes left in this, this season. Mm -hmm. Right. And, they, and, and I'm expecting a big ending now. They've really set it up. They can't disappoint guys. Like, honestly, I, I hope that we're in for oh, where, what, what are we trying to do is like, we're trying to solve the mystery of the burn. Why did it happen? Can you well, reverse it? Now? I think we could even wait for that. Like I, you know, there's, I assume I, they're going to solve it. But that's what episodes. they've, that's what they've been building to. What else, what else would be the finale of this season? Yeah, unless unless the finale is that they solved the source of the burn, but then that that ends up being a bigger issue. So they didn't fully solve the burn. Well, the, the whole argument Michael Burnham made to Admiral Vance many episodes ago was like the reason I have to break protocol and the reason I have to make it my personal mission to solve this 120 year old mystery is because we can never be secure until 
we find out what happened and prevent it from happening again because until then it's a threat to security which she's she's making a strong argument in that sense but in, but they've been also this has been their reality for their entire lifetime right like for a long long time so it's like i i will not rest i will not obey your orders until i solve the mystery of the jfk assassination i can't it's a threat to security you know like until we can solve that mystery it's it, Yes, it's that's true, but it's also maybe something you can't uh, dwell on for the rest of eternity, and maybe it's not your your place to to disregard everything to do that. I mean, she is now going to him, or at least going to Saru, so she's kind of learned, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Okay, I, I don't mean to beat up here on Michael Burnham specifically, but just in terms of what else that's what this whole season's been about. Like, that's the her sacrifices have been about that, you know, largely. But and, let's not forget, there's still Syrah waiting in the back to come back and cause trouble. Who the uh, the uh, the Jade Dorian woman? Oh, the emerald chain. Chain, Which yes, are, there you go. Leader of the Emerald Chain. I got a little bit of a mention that, right? Were they, were they, they, they said something about book. Book was using Emerald's chain. Chain technology. That is that 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 meant yes. It's referencing that arc. And this is so why, why Admiral Vance was yelling at them. And is this going to yes. turn out that he was right? That they were. This is maybe a trap of some sort. I'm wondering. He, he uh, by the way, again, didn't disappoint this episode. You know, he's playing the admiral, but also the mentor, plus just being very supportive. I think he's 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 becoming a great character. I love yeah. I'd love for him to go on a, a mission. A good with dad. Yeah. He's a good dad right now. Yeah. yeah, he's a good mentor to Saru. I think you can really see Saru growing because the thing was that, you know, Saru, he, uh, in terms of when he was the first officer, uh, he didn't really get a fair shake at it. You know, like he was science officer under Georgiou, the original prime Georgiou. And, you know, his one thing he told uh, Burnham later on was like, I was kind of resentful because I never got to be the first officer to her. I never got to learn from her like you did uh, in that same kind of like, you know, captain, first officer mentorship role. And uh, and when he became the first officer of Discovery, it you know, Lorca turned it out to be a, you know, scumbag. And then, uh, you know, in, in season two, he, a little bit, he, you know, I think he was growing a bit with with Pike, but it was kind of a quick. It was not like he was serving with Pike for all the events of season two happened like in a short, pretty short amount of time, and then all of a sudden he's the captain. Okay, so I think that now you have this Vance who has kind of stepped in as his mentor, which I think is really working well. And to your point, Adam. He's coming in as the Admiral, but usually these Admirals come in, like the one we watched this week on the original series, Admiral Comac. They just don't get it. You know, they, those bureaucrats down there with command, they just don't get it. Vance gets it. He gets it more than more than most of them do. He's like, you know, you don't really know what's going on out here. Uh, this is the 32nd century and things are a little different right now. But but for, for a, a crew that is a thousand years out of date, He's being very patient. He's being very, you know, uh, like imagine us meeting a, somebody from a thousand years ago. You, you, they got a, a lot of catching up to do. You know, yeah, uh, it's unfathomable. Even from a hundred years ago, it's it's hard to imagine. Right. So you know, I, it's amazing what what they're doing in this universe or this this timeline. The crew. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, he he's becoming the admiral we've never had. You know, I guess maybe, I agree. Yeah. I like him. I like him a lot. 
Okay, so we're coming up to almost an hour here. So I was wondering if we can get into ratings. Uh, and, Let's do and it. Talk, so uh, and, and kind of remind ourselves what we thought of part one as well. Um, so let's just bring this up on. Well, you know what? I oh, yeah, we did this. <laughs> okay, well, here, let's go to Michael first because uh, we need to know. Will he deviate? Nine. No, he will not. So this was equally as good as last week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Equally satisfactory. I gave part one nine. I'm, I'm going to have to go a little lower on this. And I'm, I, I think uh, I'm maybe like a 7.8. For tonight. Whoa! Uh, I'm not that as Ouch. Yeah. Sorry. I'm. It's okay. It was just you know. I, I don't think it was as strong uh, in some ways. Uh, so that's okay. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just doesn't mean I think it's it's, it's it was it was uh, as strong. But Adam, nine. You get you're on nine nine flat. Okay. Yeah. And that averages out at eight point six for the three of us. Um. So that is that's. Below average, but the average is nine. Uh, however, Michael might be skewing those numbers a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I love how you think I'm skewing them. So, uh, and me. I'm skewing. Look at me. I'm I'm actually higher than Michael. You're, you're I'm lowest. Yeah. I'm one of the lowest. Jane is actually the lowest of them all. She's she's a big hater. See, for me, the way I rate things is how it makes me feel, and uh, they have all made me feel like when i was young again waiting for the next episode of tng every single one and without without fail and that's why i'm consistent in my numbers because that's how i feel but you no, know I the difference is, michael pardon and you know what the difference is from from feeling that we're way older you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too but is the fact that there wasn't bad ones there, there isn't a bad one yet no, I, I, haven't, I, ha- I haven't like you know been given anything like a five or like uh, anything lower than that it means I really don't like the episode. Um, so it's uh, no, this this is all been strong. I just this wasn't as good for me or as exciting, but uh, as maybe the part one was. But that doesn't mean it's not good. It's it's, it's a lot. This is I feel like a lot of a, uh, this way about a lot of part twos in next gen voyager d space nine arcs as well it's just kind of the way it goes sometimes um sometimes the second hour just can't be as fulfilling but um it's uh inter- you know interesting to consider and oh we won't uh, look too far ahead i don't know if anybody watched a preview or not or no yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll we'll get to it next week. You know, let's uh, let's let's not spoil it. So we'll be wait. Well, next week? Um, next wait, no, next Christmas. week we're not. Next week is Christmas Eve. Okay, so this this episode will air uh, and will release on streaming on Christmas Eve, December twenty fourth. We're not going to cover it that night. It's you know, kind of a holiday and all that. So we're going to be doing it on Boxing Day. Um, I don't do. Uh, have I picked a time for that, or have we set a lot of time? I think we're doing um, a certain. Well, we'll we'll figure it out, but we're gonna do a certain we're gonna do Boxing Day instead, I believe, uh, to talk about that episode and break it down. Uh, and I think there's only a couple more after that. Uh, Two more after that. We're doing a New Year's Eve one, a special New Year's Eve. Don't you want to watch a Star Trek Discovery podcast on a New Year's Eve? Yeah, of course. Do. <laughs> so check that oh. out, uh, Michael. You're gonna be off for that one, but I believe we're bringing in Mike, right? Mike O'Connor. 
you'll be Yay. in for for all of that so we're excited to bring in mike and talk about that uh that that penultimate episode of this season and we will also do our name uh, proud mike do our name proud uh, uh, do the michaels yeah. michael burnham michael chan michael that's Connor, right a lot all of, mics, of the michaels, michaels and the mics um and just to plug all of our other shows uh tuesdays we do star trek d space nine rewatches we're in the second season about episode 16 or so i think we're moving on to 17 next week check that out our three and a half year journey to watch that show episode by episode we're also doing wednesday night's original series rewatches we um what are we doing oh we're doing the okay corral next one the way of the gun that's next week uh we're gonna be checking that out um we do star trek discovery we did star trek lower decks earlier this summer um that was jameel and jeff and i and uh and, and uh check all of that out and guess what this we also do star trek radio theater uh we did uh, the whole star trek for uh the voyage home script read through check that out on facebook youtube and all of our audios like a, a big group of us um the, the crew here at live long and podcast reenacting that movie with some fun voices uh, Michael, you were on that. That was a lot of fun. I'm dubbing you in. There was a scene that Sulu dropped yes. off. It's getting fixed up. And um, what was? Oh, this Saturday we're doing a special uh, one-off. It's a new, a new kind of special spot, podcast series called Star Trek Actors and Questionable Movies. And it's going. We're going to be uh, watching uh, Masters of the Universe from 1987. Sure. <laughs> uh, with Robert Duncan McNeil from Star Trek Voyager, which is the He-Man movie. If you don't, you know, if you know He-Man, the the toy line from the '80s, they made a movie. It's it's I like it, but it's kind of campy and bad and it, it, like like objectively so. So we're gonna be watching that and talking about that. Kevin Millard will never forgive me for making him watch this movie. So that's uh, joy enough. So check all that out and uh, all of our great content. Also, Super Mater Brothers podcasting and trivial debates. Okay, uh, it's a late one here. It always is for Thursday nights uh, with this one. I always appreciate you guys staying up a little later, watching the show and talking about the night that it airs, uh, getting it out there. Um, thanks so much, guys. Merry Christmas uh, to, to both of you. Uh, I, 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 I think I'll be talking to both of you again uh, before, before then, but uh, still, Merry Christmas and, uh, and uh, Happy Hanukkah and holidays and all of all of those oh, yeah. things um and uh yeah and let's sign off for tonight we appreciate you all watching and listening tonight take care everybody live long and podcast oh thank you <laughs>